Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Caps Playbook, the tactical practical podcast for all of you out there who are practitioners in the profession-based learning ecosystem. Um, it's been a little while since we've come to you with a live episode uh, because we've been calling back to some episodes from the network podcast uh, with our friends that are up in um, Wisconsin. I hope you've enjoyed and been able to take a few of those nuggets of wisdom with you. And um, we are going to talk today to Stephen Husky, who is down in Andover at Andover Caps in Andover, Kansas, which if you're familiar with the Kansas area is kind of close to Wichita. Um, And I think you're going to, a lot of you, I think are going to be really excited about what Stephen's going to talk to us about today, because I hear all the time, man, if I just knew how to keep this information organized, I'd be so much better off. And let me tell you, Stephen has put a lot of work into this and has figured it out for us. So um, we're going to turn it over to Stephen to talk to us about what he calls the young professional overview. Stephen, take it away. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, and uh, those are high expectations to live up to as far as figuring <laughs> it out. But uh, when we started our adventure with CAPS five years ago, uh, one of my fellow teachers, Seth Scripter, and I were just looking for a way to track all the progress of our students and also you help them visualize their progress and that of their peers in case they wanted to share similar experiences. So the main objective of the spreadsheet is to track their short-term goals. So a couple weeks at a time, I'll see where they're at on their job shadowing process or career experiences. So client projects, internships, um, or any kind of personal projects they're chasing down and not just be content with knowing who they've contacted on job shadows or client meetings, uh, but where they're at in that chain of communication so that we can step in when necessary. Because we didn't want to overwhelm the students with a lot of checking in, uh, but we also didn't want them floundering, wondering uh, you know, when they would get help or that they needed help. So uh, by creating this, you know, kind of color coordinated uh, spreadsheet, we can see where they're at. They can see where they are compared to their peers and also what contacts they're reaching out to. So if there's a certain uh, person in marketing in the Wichita area, they were shadowed, maybe somebody else shares the same interest. If it's an AM student, they can click on the PM group and see what are they working on in the afternoon and do they potentially have a contact they can share and then students can just use Slack to reach out to one another. So main goal being tracking of what the students are doing on a you know long-term basis while also using it to kind of share our calendar of the short-term, you know, next two to four weeks of work. Yeah, cool. And I, um, I got a little ahead of myself here because I think everyone out there should know that you teach kind of two courses, um, business and a course called Create. So um knowing that this, okay, so this tracker, it's a people tracker, a project tracker, progress tracker. It's, it, you know, it's all these things all wrapped up in one. Um, can you kind of give some examples of, okay, what are the types of things you're seeing come through on this in say your business class? I think the first thing that shines through for my business students is who's the most organized, who's the most active and engaged and really reaching out there. I'm sure we're like many CAPS uh, partners throughout the states that are um, trying to get individual training done that's in our specific content area. So that's not necessarily what I'm tracking on this. I'm tracking their job experiences, 
portion, the projects, the meetings, um, the job shadows and the internships. So um, my goal is, yeah, to, to see where they're at in that process and to provide encouragement. It's very clear early on as you teach them how to network and you go through those lessons and you help them generate good emails, you provide them with a wealth of contacts, are they following through? Um, I think the one thing from my group that stops them from following through is the hesitancy to actually put themselves out there with professionals and send that email. They'll spend, you know, an hour or two on that email, whereas others will just use that same template again and again and reach out. So um, I use it to measure, you know, yeah, student progress on that job experiences piece, but also to kind of gauge their areas they may be having trouble or weaknesses in and then, you know, being able to spot check, you know, touch base with them and try to overcome that. Yeah. I, so that is something that struck me when you and I were talking about this, um, when I visited that it's, it's an, it's a tool that also allows you to really help support the durable skills building portion of what we do. Right. So, um, really being able to say, oh, this student's moving right along at a fast clip. So they must have confidence in a particular area or, Hey, maybe we need to sit down and talk about resilience because you're being told no in a lot of places. So maybe we need to talk about resilience and how do you work through all of the no's to get to the yes. Or, um, yeah, maybe we do need to build some confidence and maybe that confidence is in written communication or spoken communication. So I appreciate that not only does this tool um, do the like the hard skill of just where are we at, right? Like let's keep all of these students organized, but it's also supporting that self-discovery um, and that the durable skills, professional skills piece. It's really cool. Yeah. And for some of our students that have great communication skills and really try to get out there, we actually added a new drop down on the data validation of declined because I have a student that wants to be in audio, visual, and lighting. And he has contacted eight people these last two semesters and gone on only two job shadows. But like, hey, I want something that shows I'm trying, right? I'm putting myself yeah. out there. It's just an area we don't have a lot of contacts in and we don't have a great response rate. And so it kind of gave him the feeling with his peers of like, hey, I've, I've done it, I've tried it. It's just not coming to fruition and it's not through any fault of its own. Yeah. And so what a cool way for students to do some self-evaluation in there too, right? To advocate for themselves, but also to understand like, oh, I'm looking at the way my peers are handling this particular thing. Maybe I'm a little bit behind. There's nothing wrong with a little healthy peer-to-peer uh, -peer pressure, uh, healthy stressing yeah. that, right? Absolutely. You know, when they always want to know what's how many should I do? You know, what's, what's a normal amount and it's going to be different for each person in each career. Um, and those with client projects, you know, maybe that takes priority for them. Those with, uh, an internship, obviously that job shadowing portion is going to drop off for that. So each student is different as we all know. Uh, but I do like the, the aspect of potentially motivating someone by seeing what others have done and trying to achieve something yeah. similar. Yeah. So how, and you mentioned a student that I, I believe is in your create class with the, the art and design or the lighting and design, but, um, we've talked about how it applies or how it's, you're seeing it show up with your business class, but what, what does it do for your create class? Cause that's more of a artistically driven set of students, right? Yeah. So we take create, um, kind of houses our human services students 
cosmetology, art, um, education, psychology is very popular with several of our students. Uh, so on there, uh, for me, first and foremost, those are going to be my students that plow down a path or, you know, connect a network to us that we've never uh, knew existed. And so if I have last semester's young professional overview or uh, years before that, then, you know, like I have a great psychology student these last two semesters. Those contacts she's put in there, I can now transfer over to our Excel document that's our CAPS network, uh, since we don't have like a CRM, you know, database yet. I can at least not lose those contacts and she'll be the wealth of my information for future psychology students or whatever it may be. Um, so I, I see the benefit mainly on the create side for me. I'm going to get those contacts they put in there. I'm going to transfer them over to something that all of us instructors see uh, in our Andover Caps building and be able to use those in the future. That's so cool. So when you're thinking about when you started using this tool, this spreadsheet, um, and kind of what it's morphed into, what do you think? I mean, I, I can think of a bunch of ways to apply this in all sorts of CAPS areas for lots of our programs, but I'm kind of curious what, what do you see as the big picture for this particular tracker? Like what potential do you see with this? Yeah. Future use? Like I said earlier, when Seth and I developed it, it was, strictly for us, you know, see where the students are. It was our first year doing CAPS. We're learning on the go. And it was instructor eyes only. And this is actually the first year I've released it to the students to say, you know, hey, you can access it on our Google Classroom. We'll share it, see what everybody's doing, you know, only edit your own fields. And it's been eye-opening insofar as like, why didn't I do this earlier of sharing that with the students as opposed to me trying to track what each person is doing, me trying to fill it in to change kind of the data, data validation from, you know, hey, they've sent some emails out, they've received replies, they've gone on a job shadow to, hey, I'm at this point right now, or, you know, there's a drop down instructor help. I need your help right now on this. So I'm not bugging them too much, but I'm not neglecting them at the same thing. So it's been, uh, very beneficial for me this semester with two different strands across both our AM and PM sessions yeah. um, and an ever-increasing enrollments uh, here in our district, which has been nice. Uh, it's just been kind of like an aha moment of why didn't I share it with the students sooner? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was going to say that's I'm glad you brought that up because that's how I learned about this tool. Um, I don't know that I would have asked you about, hey, do you have a tool to track people with? Except that I walked into your space, into your room, and it was up there on a TV screen for all the students to see. And I even, you know, turned to ask to some of your students, hey, like, what's what is the deal with this thing? And they were able to explain it. And they um, articulated that it's helpful to kind of keep them on track to help them um, develop some awareness about long-term goals, um, not only for what they want to learn, but hey, I've got to get these things done before X can happen. Um, so I thought that was really powerful. And that's why one of the reasons I approached you with this. Um, and so for those of you out there who are thinking, gosh, I need to get my hands on this. Um, yes, you do. And Stephen has been very generous to share, um, 
to share this spreadsheet that he's created with us. Um, so we're going to put that up on Colab um, for everyone within the network to, to be able to see and adapt and adopt. Um, because really, I mean, if you're looking at trying to track, as Stephen has said, internships, projects, um, you can think of it as kind of an alternative scrum board to some degree, right? I mean, you and I had talked about that, that, um, you all have weekly meetings to talk about, Hey, what's coming up. So there's, there's those scrum team meetings, but, um, not only could it be standalone from a scrum board, but I think this could pair well with a traditional, um, backlogged to do and done list as well. Yeah. I think the simplicity for us, um, has made the students willing to engage with it. You know, we tried Trello for years to have them organize their work. Um, That was a burden for me to have many different Trello boards, even if they got it into the correct workspace. It's a very simple worksheet, you know, by all means, it's nothing earth shattering, but it's easy for the students to update. They can do it on their phones. They can do it on their laptops. um, And, just the communication yeah. tool that kind of stands out to you. That's awesome. Well, Stephen, thank you for sharing this with us. Um, truly, I think it, a lot of, I actually even spoke to um, one of our instructors at an event today who told me, man, I just need something to help me keep track of where kids are. And I was like, oh, I've got a podcast <laughs> for you. Um, so, so it's absolutely relevant. Um, but now that we've kind of talked through that tool, um, now's the time where I get to ask you some rapid fire questions. Um, so we get to know you a little bit better. So are you ready for that? I think awesome. so. Okay, cool. Um, so can you tell me your favorite thing about teaching the business and create, uh, strands at Andover? Thank God. Uh being there when the students or young professionals have their aha moments of what they want to do for a career or they get back from a job shadow and they're just talking about how amazing it was. Uh, I've always enjoyed the teaching profession. You know, I was a high school business teacher before this, but it's a, it's a more mature clientele in our juniors and seniors that are career focused and the things they can achieve are just a little bit more kind of inspiring than maybe traditional coursework. So I just like being a part of their experience and seeing them come back. Cause I mean, I'm sure I'm like many of the instructors out there when you see them come back from college, or I can't wait till we've been around long enough where we have seasoned professionals coming back, but that's what really makes it worth it and kind of fun to be a CAPS instructor. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so what is the coolest project you've seen come through your class so far? Yeah, I think um, we had a data analysis project our very first year. First project ever, we had a a local business professional I knew, uh, Seth Albin, that was a huge supporter. And so he took one of our business students, taught her data analysis, and it's a chocolate company, fancy chocolate truffles here in town, locally made. And she was analyzing waste and inputs to each of those chocolate variants that they sell and trying to find ways to save money for the business. And I don't know if it was just because it was our first project or that student went on to achieve many great things. She's at the University of Florida now. Um, But it was just kind of cool to see like, hey, a high schooler could do this. They created a position out of thin air. She benefited the company. Uh, She came back and shared those experiences. And by her proving that she could do that, that opened up many other projects that that same company brought to us. 
uh, in different areas since they're a holding company for several different businesses. So uh, that was my favorite. That's really awesome. And who doesn't like to work with a chocolate company, right? Yeah, the samples have stopped, <laughs> which I guess is kind of disappointing, but uh, the memories are still there. Yeah, it's our everyone's waistline is probably happier <laughs> that way. <laughs> yeah. um, so what is one person or resource that you feel you've learned a lot from? Um, I think it's still personal networks, whether it be mine or those of the fellow instructors we have here. It's just that every new connection leads itself to another one. We just had a guest speaker today uh, that's a local franchisee of Orange Theory Fitness uh, facilities talking to our students. And instantly as he left and I was about to hop on with you, the LinkedIn notification came through. We're connected. He's got several more people we need to meet. Uh, I can't point to any single one person. It's just those that are willing to give our students the experiences they crave. Uh, to make this CAPS journey, you know, that much more special. Yeah. Net network is so key. Um, and it's so fascinating to me that you mentioned, like when students realize that, mm -hmm. right, they come in and we tell them that and they're, you know, they roll their eyes and they don't believe it. But the second an, one of their connections makes a connection for them, it clicks and yep. they see how important it is, which is really cool. Um, so the final thing, final big question I have for you is what is the next thing you want to learn? Uh, well, I guess I have to embody it for the kids as far as being a lifelong learner. I'm currently working on my uh, master's degree in educational administration. Um, that's not necessarily what I want to learn. What I want to learn is Blender. I did a 3D modeling course uh, known as Katia for our local college, WSU and Andover Central High School back when I taught there. And a few of our business partners have come in and talked to our students about the need for 3D modeling or AR and VR. And so boosting my skills in Blender or 3D modeling is something I really want to do. Uh, we have some good resources here on hand already. I've had a couple students lead the way for me. Um, but if I had an infinite amount of time, I think I would focus on uh, learning Blender so I could be better at 3D modeling. Awesome. Well, I know that we have some Blender experts out there in the network. So for those of you out there listening, um, Steven's the person to get in contact with. Start a Blender club. That'd Perfect. be good. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Steven, thank you so much for spending time with us, for um, sharing this really great tool with us. Um, it, as I mentioned before, it'll go up on to Colab. Um, so if you need help accessing Colab as a CAPS affiliate member, please um, shoot us a message on the website. We are happy to get you connected. Um, and with that, thank you. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for giving us a little piece of your day. We know that your time is precious um, and that you're out there doing incredible work. And we are here to support you, to cheerlead, and um, just to be a resource. So thanks again for all you will do out there in Caps land. Have a wonderful week and we'll catch you next time.